today we have a very wonderful guest. We have never spoken before, but that doesn't matter <laughs> when it comes to the Melee community. As long as you're mutuals, you can set up a podcast episode without a problem. He is someone I look up to as someone who is heavily involved in the community, uh, TO, player, commentator, all the roles you can imagine. I'm super excited to have him on. The Cheat, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. I saw you follow me. I'm like, oh, shit, let me let me shoot my shot. <laughs> you were hella receptive. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, it, it It doesn't just have to be mutuals. You know, you could shoot for the moon sometimes and pull a Bobby Scar or something like that. I've, trust <laughs> me, knows? I've tried, and yeah. it is a work in progress, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Um, right on. So one thing I could have done was continue to list off roles that you have played <laughs> and things you have done in the community. Um, I gave you a slight warning, but one of the first things I wanted to do was just ask you, how do you identify with the Melee community and where would you prioritize the different things that you are involved with? That's a really good question. I think uh, even though it's probably the thing that I'm worst at, I would probably put player first. I think that's a really good way of sort of looking at the game. Um, you know, I think a lot of people sort of come into the community with the preconceived notion that they want to like do something. And I definitely did that. Right. I came into the community and I was like, I want to be a commentator. Uh, and I thought about that like a lot when I was starting out, I was the guy who would go and like ask if I can commentate friendlies, uh, which is not really a thing that people do. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't realize what was happening at the tournament. So I would just be like, people would be playing friendlies and there'd be a stream happening. And I'd be like, Hey, can I commentate this? And they're like, okay. <laughs> so I think that over time that sort of kind of faded away. And the important thing to me became like uh, making relationships with people. And I think the best way you can do that is just by being there and going to tournaments and, you know, being in that social environment. So I think to me, that's kind of the, that's kind of the priority, even though I'm, you know, not very good at playing melee, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I've seen some clips of that Luigi, man. I don't know. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. High moment was 129th at Evo 2018. That was pretty nice. Uh, never been on a PR. Fun fact, I've never had a PR win in Arizona. I've beaten people before they were PR, the season before they were PR, and the season after. Never beaten anyone on the active PR, and I've been playing for uh, six years now, so... <laughs> honestly before and after i think that counts plus az is a pretty a pretty good pretty good scene so <laughs> i'm giving yeah. you credit don't worry it's it's also I'll, I'll john here and say that it's also a scene where people get pr and then they stop playing hmm. so I, I don't really get too good of a shot all the time but anyway i do think that players first just from like a community standpoint of involvement i think next is probably organizer um I mean, Smash Camp has obviously grown, you know, it's as big as it can get, to be honest. We we are capped um, for the past two times now. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a wait list. That I think it might be the only uh, Melee tournament in the world that has a wait list. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's crazy. Uh, and that also uh, sort of got me my job. I work for a company called Bravest Esports, and we do uh, esports event organizing. And unfortunately, we don't do a whole lot of Melee, but my primary role there is... Uh, to organize esports tournaments of various games. Um, and so uh, 
you know, it's a funny thing there too, because I don't really run brackets for Smash Camp. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. do all the all the planning and stuff. I don't. I've run like a couple of weeklies. I used to run a weekly at a sandwich shop, uh, and I used to help out SAK Gaming a little bit with with actually running weeklies. But aside from that, I mean, like Nick Yingling runs all my brackets. <laughs> so I'm, I'm clocking he's... the sandwich shop. We'll come back to that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sick. All right. <laughs> um. So then after that, I don't know. I've done uh, commentating more than content creation, so I think I'd probably put commentary above that. Um, to me, like, a lot of my friends are commentators, and it's just primarily, like, I don't know. I I think I'm kind of good at talking for the most part, and I like Melee a lot, and a lot of my friends are commentators. So that's a really fun thing for me to do. Uh, and then more recently, I've just been making some, like, YouTube videos just because I like have thoughts that I want to talk about. And so I probably put it player TL commentator, content creator in that order. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I could just go down the line. Um, we're not in the same region, so I can't speak too much as a player, but we'll get on slippy. Maybe even after this, if you're down, <laughs> we'll get okay. some games in um, <laughs> and we'll knock that out. Uh, Smash camp already a legendary event. I mean, clearly it's not an Evo. It's never meant to be an Evo, yeah. but within the scene it's one of those things that's like i think every region has a group of people that's like shit dude i want to go to smash camp this year like we gotta hop on that so already it's crazy already it's it's looked at as um i heard uh in five days of melee jack zilla was talking about like the platonic ideal of <laughs> yeah of what a, a smash tournament is <laughs> and in a lot of ways totally get it you want to hang out with the homies you want to play a bunch of melee it's uh, i can't wait to go to one of those probably the worst covid uh safe vet i could even think of but <laughs> yeah not to yeah it's it, it would be horrible yeah but I know. we'll get there. not to not to gas myself up or anything but it really is like great vibes yeah you know uh i don't know it's just a whole lot of whole lot of love out there at smash camp <laughs> so well, yeah super grateful to everyone who's who's made it out yeah i mean congrats on that and then uh, commentary. I mean, I've, you've done your fair share of, of majors and, and regionals. And um, personally, I'm a fan. I think commentary is one of those things where everyone has an opinion on it. Everyone, yep. every player at every stage. And I, I'd love to spend a lot of time on um, commentary in this episode just because mm -hmm. it's a hot topic now. It's a hot topic always. Um, and I think that you have uh, a very to gas you up even more i think you have a good mix of like um of knowledge about the game but mo mostly like passion about the game and that comes through even in your banter even in the the tangents and the the fun of it it's always that like core that's like oh this guy clearly is here for the game and that's mm -hmm. that's i think the most important thing so huge props on that and then just to top it off, the videos you've been putting out, I know it's not the, you know, the bulk of your Melee career, but already I'm like, shit, I want to see more of this guy. Uh, you clearly have like a refined voice, even if it's from the commentary and it'll come along more with content, but mm -hmm. um, clearly a, another welcomed channel in the ecosystem. So that's my full range of compliments holy bro. shit fucking take it dude that's jesus fucking christ thank that's you, for you. <laughs> well, i the reason i say that is because um i feel like a lot of times there's this weird sort of um 
how do you even describe it? I, I'm sure we're on the exact same page with like how the uh, the economy of attention goes with our mm, scene, yeah. right? So there's mm-hmm. a, a a very distinct view, and this is this is not a melee specific thing. This is like every esport, every sport, every piece of entertainment or like passion has a, a top heavy um, range of people that like everyone knows and yeah like people come into melee they're like yo mango like the gods and now it's like i mean ludwig's up there too just really reaching out and like people mm-hmm. like tofen scar that grab all this attention and it's very it's very cool to see um that there's like all these roles that you're taking and you're thriving at all of them um and to have it feels like a left-handed compliment because I described like, oh, these people are getting so much attention. Why aren't you? But it's like, we know where we stand. Like everyone knows where they stand in the in the economy, right? Um, I just wanted to let it mm-hmm. be known how excited I am to have you on specifically. That you <laughs> are like a person I look up to for having all these skills and contributing so much. Who slash rant? Sorry, but that's that's where I stand. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. No, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. I think that, um, I don't know, the viewpoint that I try to take is that, like, there are so many, like, dot kids who are having a a big impact on the scene now, you know? And I think that uh, sort of, you know, sort of proves the point that, like, it's never a bad time to get involved in Melee. Mm -hmm. Like, it's never too late. And I know that I'm kind of speaking from a position of privilege in a number of ways when I talk about this, but, I like... What I want and what I think is true is that Melee is so sick that you should join it, like, no matter what's, (laughs) you know, no matter how old the game is. Like, I think that the, I don't know, the things that are getting in the way of that are not really, like, um, I don't know. They're not really, like, the nature of the community. They're they're more just, like, like we have a problem with, like, conduct in our community. Mm-hmm. And I think every community does. And ours just happen to be aired out in, like, a very public way. Um, and so, like, I think the, that the thing that should be on all of our minds is people who are, like, oh, oh my camera. Uh, okay. uh, I think the thing that should be on all of our minds is people who are, like, established parts of the community is, like, making it so that it's a safe space for you know, people who haven't necessarily felt safe in our community before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that like we've proven that people can have an impact when they come in here and that's a huge selling point. Uh, and I think it's true that this sort of community is good for people, even, you know, even the Owen tours. I really do believe that that's true. Like, I, I found a huge amount of fulfillment from being an Owen tour in the community. Yeah. Uh, so like a community like this, I think can really help people. I think that that kind of, you know, speaks for itself. Uh, as long as we're like being mindful of how we interact with other people. And I don't know, that's, that's something that I've been thinking about as sort of the stuff that happened this July was going on is like, you know, the role that I play in, the culture of our community and the role that I played even before I was doing all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's my, uh, soapbox there for, for sort of the community economy sort of thing. Yeah. No, I'm happy you brought that up. I mean, it's definitely something that came in really strong and 
it almost felt like because everyone involved was so engrossed in the i guess the conversation as as well as the the things that were coming out about people that we had spent all this time with and for some sometimes it's close friends and sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like people we looked up to it was so rough and so penetrating for all of us um let alone i mean the victims and and just people outside of it felt that i can't imagine people inside of it so um that it's good to continue the conversation because there was a fatigue that set in yeah. Not not just from that, but also the pandemic and the economy and like all this stuff came together and it felt like the uh, conversation at large sort of drifted away from that. And so thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I hope that is a consistent undertone. Um, that's an ideal that I, that I hope to strive for more and I'm glad that we get this that that going so quickly in the in the conversation um and it it also kind of ties into like the bigger picture of what we contribute right Mm -hmm. so we're speaking about the uh the necessity of making it a safe space and and making it a a a fun area and making it a place where people can grow right right Mm -hmm. um personally i felt that like (laughs) I mean, my life was was a pre melee, post melee thing. I mean, I started <laughs> the doc came out my freshman year of college, and my entire four years at that school was kind of centered around traveling to to tournaments and and my classes were. It almost felt like my classes came in between practice sessions and like you know, it, it was such a foundational thing. Like, what what was your experience? from the very beginning like how did you feel the game entered your life and and mm-hmm. what has it given back to you in that sense yeah i mean i think it's pretty similar i think that was kind of the case for a lot of people i you know the doc came out uh my sophomore year of college actually 2013 i didn't start playing melee until 2014 um but you know I think it's kind of similar to just how most people (laughs) get into it. They Mm -hmm. see like a cool smash video on YouTube or something like that. And like, I didn't have melee at my house at the time when I started like, uh, you know, realizing that competitive smash existed. (laughs) So I downloaded like project M, uh, and, uh, played that for a while. Uh, and then, yeah, the first tournaments I went to were the ASU weekly tournaments run by gem, uh, which were crazy. They got up in the time that I was going to college. So from 2014 to 2016, they would have like 150 person weekly tournaments. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in a, in a lecture hall. Uh, and that was really awesome. Uh, and it was, it was kind of funny because like, this was the smash tournament on campus and I, I really started getting into it. Like right when smash four came out and melee was still like the dominant game, you know, (laughs) like the tournament was a melee tournament that there was a smash four, like side bracket at, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's when I kind of got started and like, I don't know, college was kind of rough for me up until that point. Uh, which I think is part of the reason why like melee has, had such a lasting impact on me Hmm. uh so like i don't know around the time that i started playing melee i was like switching majors like i wasn't doing super well uh (laughs) i was i was living at home so i felt like really detached from things that were going on on campus and melee was sort of like this perfect storm of uh you know like 
meeting new friends and stuff that kind of powered me through. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, that was really awesome. Uh, so I started going to tournaments in 2014. I still think that the best tournament I've ever been to to this day was smash the target in 2015. And I'm not sure if you remember that or know about it. Uh, but Sounds it was super this, familiar. it was this, like we were super hyped, right? It was the biggest uh, melee tournament in Arizona history by a pretty uh, big margin. And it was 128 people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were really amped about this and it was like ax West balls, grand finals in this, like, I don't know. It was this place called the maker house in Tucson, which was just sort of like this event space where people would have weddings and stuff. Uh, you know, nothing like super big or anything like that, but that the energy was off the fucking charts. It was incredible. And I don't know, just as like an O and two were going there. I remember I like played vector man and I was so hype about not getting four stocked. And like, <laughs> there were all these sets happening where we were like rooting for Ty to get the upset on West balls and he like won in winners and lost in losers and stuff. And then like Axe West balls was like a super big rivalry at that point. This was early 2015. Yeah. Um, so they were both like fringe top 10 players and they had like a really close grand final set. It was really hype. Uh, and that was the first like big tournament I ever went to. And like, I was just like, shit, man, I gotta like, <laughs> I got, I gotta be doing this. You know, <laughs> I was like, I want to, I want to like immerse myself as much as I can in this community, just because that it was pretty much just because that one experience was so hype. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. For me, it was a Syracuse tournament with probably half as many people, but I totally relate, man. It's that <laughs> it's the energy. It's like it's this. It's so intoxicating. It's so like impossible to describe. To this is why I love talking to Smashers pretty much exclusively now, <laughs> because yeah. you need to get it. You, you need, I'm sure. I'm sure there's mm -hmm. similar experiences with other esports and, and other things, but melee feels so special that you know you're you're there and you know the full history. And we just watched this doc. That not just invigorated our love for it, but seemed to like involve us in this explosion of a seemingly, I mean, a relatively ancient yeah. game. No other mm -hmm. game came out in 2001. That's still such a scene. So, yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, so that's 2015. You're about a year to a year to two years into like entering the scene and and being super involved. Um, when do you remember your first? commentary gig not friendly commentary but like getting on to yeah, maybe right. like a top 64 or, or you know inching your way up do you remember that i think probably the first one i did was run back 2016 i was doing like a like locals up until that point but that was our like regional tournament um and this was the year before like the one and a half hot guys thing uh so i at that tournament i got to commentate with uh with wobbles which was really cool nice uh I forget who else. Yeah, it was all. I, I really liked Wobbles, of course. Everyone in Arizona likes Wobbles. You yep. know, he was a great. He's a great commentator. He was a great player. Uh, so that was super hype. I got to do, I think, some of top sixty four there, and that was my first like, uh, like big one. But uh, you know, I was at at that time. Uh, we would like go to our friend Alex's house over the summer of like twenty. Uh, yeah, the summer of twenty sixteen. And we just be like grinding every day, uh, which is great. <laughs> so uh, I was really involved in going to tournaments. I was going to like every single local, like twice a week uh, and, you know, commentating at some of the small tournaments. And then run back 2016 was kind of like the first uh, 
first big tournament I commentated, which was pretty hype. <laughs> and were you involved in TOing at that time? No. Uh, really, Smash Camp was the first thing I ever TO'd. TO'd oh, like, shit. In a serious capacity. That's actually, yeah. that's <laughs> that's kind of weird, right? Is that... Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, uh, kind of this like weird uh, sort of like commentator community figurehead person who would shit post on Facebook a lot. So like, I guess like everyone knew me in the community, but I'd never really like run a tournament before or anything in a serious capacity. And, uh, I, um, I went to camp at the place where we have smash camp in fifth grade. Uh, and I was just like, you know, what would be hype is if we did something there. Uh, and, uh, it's in Prescott. Uh, my, my family has this like house in Prescott. And so I, I used to spend a lot of time there when I was like in middle school. And so I like remembered it and just looked it up online. And I emailed them and I was like, Hey, do you want to have like a smash tournament there? And it turns out like the guy there, you know, he's, he's kind of like a casual smash fan. You know, he was like, they're uh, everywhere. They're know, sprinkled throughout. <laughs> yeah. You, you could find them anywhere. Dude. We got to pull them together. That's yeah. the. That's the next. That's frontier. the thing. Yeah. Uh, and so like he was, he was super stoked on it. He's like my age. Uh, so like he was, uh, he was all about it and we just set it up and you know, it, <laughs> yep. it, the camp really like carries me. It, <laughs> it really like, <laughs> I say that all the time. It, it's so good that it's just like, all right, I build my experience around this like amazing canvas and it just, it just fucking goes. It just well, slaps automatically. I mean, dude, I'd love to talk about that a little bit. Like, I think I think that's really important. It's just you kind of – it's not necessarily about forging – like, no one's expecting a venue to be created by the TOs, right? It's really mm-hmm. just the opportunity is there and you took it and you, you obviously knew the people um, that you needed. Did you assemble the team? Like, what was the next step from that? The team is – is just me and Nick Yingling and Steven Shackelford who streams it. And for the last smash camp, uh, we just had this like group chat with, I don't know if you know violence, but he's uh, a Samus. He beat army at Genesis. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Hype. The Samus, the beat army at the last Genesis. He's uh, <laughs> he's been around since like 2004 helping TOs and stuff out. And so he like knows a lot of people. He moved from NorCal to Arizona in like 2017 and so we worked with him to like uh plan some things and get players out but it's really a four-person team uh that runs the whole thing uh and yeah it was it was just me and nick and steven shackleford that first time and you guys were just homies from the beginning how'd you guys meet uh, yeah so actually uh that's that's a good point uh so like the first uh, <laughs> oh, the first uh few months i was in the scene i ran a a house tournament called seagram smash uh with me and uh my boys at my parents house and my parents didn't know about it which is hype uh and (laughs) they're they're just they're just out of town for the weekend and i was just like all right boys come over it's time um so yeah i met nick yingling there he just happened to like see it on facebook and he uh was living like a couple of miles from where I lived at the time. And so like we, I don't know, he's like one of my best friends in the whole goddamn world. And so I met him at that house tournament that I ran and uh, he was part of that group that was just like grinding, you know, through like 2015 and 2016. So we uh, were going to uh, Steven Shackelford's tournaments. He runs SAK gaming. So he uh, has been the uh, ever since MVG left and ever since 
this other small tournament series that was happening left. He was the uh, sort of TO uh, who was running tournaments outside of the college tournament. So he was running the sort of we like to call them paid brackets. We like we like to talk shit about anything that wasn't a paid bracket before that you didn't have to like pay a venue and entry fee to, to enter. Right. So like talked a lot of shit about the college tournaments and their results because of that. So <laughs> he was running the paid brackets. <laughs> yeah, we we have that same thing. NYU would pull. Um, probably twice as many people and have such good talent, but we would always talk shit. We're like, bro, you can't just because yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the college gives you these rules. And fuck that. We're not. I, taking I went to an NYU weekly uh, last year, <laughs> actually. They're probably mad good was, players there. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I, I really don't. I went like two and two. It was nothing spectacular for me, but that was like the only weekly in New York for a while. Wasn't it? Yeah. They were holding it down and that's because yeah i think that money thing's pretty serious it's like because yeah. because of that you wouldn't it was like it's obviously a meme and this trickle down is not an actual economic <laughs> viable economic system but in melee you have the at least for us there were top players that would come out for the pot and then there were yeah. the players right below them who came out to get their pr wins and it truly is a trickle down thing um <laughs> Because if it's there's a hilarious yeah. uh, post in SoCal Millie community about somebody who was a TO and he like lost his venue or something like that because he couldn't like afford to pay for it, I guess. And he was just like, listen, guys, the Millie community has to band together and vote for Andrew Yang because UBI will save I Millie. S- I saw that shit. That spread <laughs> coast to coast, that thread. That was me. What a on. legend. That was was that a serious post? Was that serious? I think it I think it was. I think it was Well, hey. Uh, he was just a desperate, desperate guy. Stand for what you believe in, melee. but the more serious you are about your cause, the more likely it will be turned on you. That, <laughs> that's, that's the message there. Oh, um, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's – so he – okay. Who was running – I'm sorry. I forgot the name of the guy running the uh, – Stephen Shackelford. Stephen Shackelford. Steve. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably should put way more respect on that name. Uh, it's – I know that um, my local – uh, stream gods uh, deserve more respect themselves, and <laughs> yeah, 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 it's tough to get their names out sometimes. So shout outs to Steve holding it down. At he's still holding it down at Smash Camp. He's still the guy. Uh, yeah, he he'll you know probably be streaming for us. So he 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 like ran a SAK Gaming was like his like job job, and so like uh he's been running online stuff here and there, but like you know we we unfortunately like lost our venue because of the pandemic, and sure. so uh. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But he, uh, I don't know. Before then, he was like really doing a big in ultimate. Like we would have three hundred person monthlies for ultimate. It was crazy. Ooh, ultimate was uh, a good, a really good thing for for tos for a while. You just, yeah, you for run sure. both. It was like an investment that paid for itself in in like two months or something. Easy um, money in Long Island. They blew up, dude. Long Island has a crazy ultimate scene. Um, oh yeah, and because mm-hmm. of that. The melee community was just this this parasite, or you know you know <laughs> you know sharks. They have that uh, that fish that goes alongside them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> melee was the fish. Homies. Yeah, yeah, we're the tiny ones. We came in and, and picked off the teeth or whatever, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to Ultimate in that capacity for, for giving giving our <laughs> Thanks, teals <y'all>. money. <laughs> uh, word. All right. So you you come in um, first as a player. You commentate friendlies, which. <laughs> it sounds it, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, but it unironically sounds like a great foot in the door. 
um you talk like it's a it's a way to talk to the stream the, if you want to be a commentator i think you you have to become friends with the the stream runner that's like the yeah the for sure. most important yeah and that was that was like steven you mm-hmm. know like me me and steve you know just started shooting the shit and I, I would come to every literally every one of his tournaments and at that point like it's you know like not a whole lot of people willing to commentate if you put yourself in a a tournament small enough with a stream and yeah. so you just kind of like fall into it yeah so i mean <laughs> that's a, a a quick little tidbit there um i think it's as simple as just like be there for your local scene yep. just show up and and do it and that gives you the experience you need to get better at it and then it, it gets you the spots you need to get more spots um, I mean, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> is it is it more complicated? No, J- just like be part of your community. You know, just like like learn to love it, and you're gonna be okay at commentary just from that basis, just from like knowing, just from like knowing who the people are in your community, and like watching them play. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thanks for my Twitter clip. That's a hell yeah. <laughs> that's an easy short form <laughs> snippet. Um, cool. All right. So we, we come up to, let's say 2018, 2019, um, you have smash camp going, you got your, um, when did you get your job by the way? When did that come into the equation? Late 2018. So right before this, uh, second smash camp. Okay. And what was, what was the process of that? Were you applying to esports jobs? What was your goal there? Yeah. They don't come up in Arizona very often at all this is like the only one that exists right now. Uh, and so I, you know, I was just, I was a paralegal at the time I came out of college, uh, got my degree in political science and started working at just a personal injury law firm, you know, pushing papers, pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of miserable. And so I was just looking for esports jobs every day until one popped up in Arizona and, uh, you know, just uh, it actually was a pretty big coincidence because Jem, uh, who I mentioned earlier, was the TO of the ASU Weeklies. What he had like agreed with them to uh, quit his job as a teacher at the end of the school year to work full time with them, and so uh, him and I are coworkers now. Um, and he, yeah, he's a big like he's kind of like my uh, godfather as far as TOs go. He's uh, been around since like two thousand eight. Uh, and kind of picked up the mantle for ASU in 2012 when I started going to college. And so, yeah, uh, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, I actually applied for the job that he was also going to, you know, be working with me on in, uh, in a, a few oh, you months. didn't even know. So, I didn't know. Yeah. It's completely separate, huh. uh, from, you know, knowing that he would be a part of that. I like applied to it. Uh, I just found it on indeed. I applied to it. And uh, they actually didn't have a full-time position available at the time, but the other guy who was doing that position quit in the hiring process. And so I applied to their part-time job. <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, they were like, all right, you're actually, like, really qualified. Like, do you want the full-time job now that this guy quit? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's uh, it's kind of fun, a funny story, but that's how I got there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's another lesson out there. It's like esports jobs not that easy to come by they hopefully it gets easier hopefully honestly macro trends it it has to be um yeah you know i'm not super you're obviously way more qualified to like speak on this but esports profitability has kind of been a meme for a while yep um so (laughs) uh not to ask you to disclose too much 
but do you see it trending better and and you you think that it's going to head in that direction where jobs will pop up more often and companies will be more profitable you're you're making a face that makes me not feel too great it's such a hard question because i do feel for the most part esports are still in this space where i feel like it's not going to be conducive to that where they're primarily you know uh, involved in like the big money is involved in like lcs and you know like dota internationals and that sort of stuff overwatch league yeah and i really don't think that uh that model is going to be sustainable for like uh for for long-term esports uh i made kind of a video about this once the nintendo stuff happened but i think corporate involvement in esports has a pretty heavy hand in uh keeping it down from being the like beautiful participatory thing that i think that it should be Mm -hmm. uh so i'm really glad that i have a job where i get to like operate tournaments a lot that's the primary uh function of my job um but uh you know, I think that esports uh, have to reach out to like people where they are in their communities uh, in order to uh, become the Super Bowl, like every venture capitalist thinks that it should be. Um, hmm. So uh, I don't know. I think that some people are getting there. Some folks are sort of wisening up and they're starting up like collegiate and youth esports initiatives. Uh, but I think that the picture could be a lot bigger in terms of how people are thinking about this. And I think that a lot of that work should be done in the space where we're actually getting people together once we can do that, obviously, and like playing in the same sort of community that we have in Melee. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, from what I understand, that makes a ton of sense. And I, I agree to my source of knowledge. I think it's really exciting that um, – you are not necessarily in a, uh, a unique case in that yeah. um, you come mm-hmm. from melee and then you use you leverage that experience. Um, sometimes it's the esports and sometimes it's to more generalized like content areas or whatever sure. experience you gain from it. I know uh, Epangu um, is the example near us where he got a job at Cheddar Esports as a like a, a talking head, you know, and, and yeah. because of mm-hmm. his experience in commentary and all that. Um, so do you? it's kind of a leading question but how um how unique do you think melee is in getting people into that kind of cross-pollination area that's a really good question because i think that i I think that kind of the thing that i uh i think about a lot is the fact that like other communities don't have that sort of pipeway where you get to like sort of work as you're part of the community Mm -hmm. you know like if you if you're going to be involved in the League of Legends community, it's like you're either like on an island by yourself sort of like creating content or you're like grinding online to be a top player or something like that. Or I don't even know how you would get a job as like a community manager for Riot or something or like a, a Riot tournament organizer mm-hmm. within their community. Like there aren't like weekly lands to speak of, you know, in the same way, I guess, like. I guess there are like land centers out there that you could go and work at to try to get some experience with, with like working with people in those sorts of games. Uh, But I mean, good for us, I guess, because we stumbled into this place where like, it's like a year. I don't know. Like I, I mentioned, I'm like a year away from like joining the scene and I'm like commentating a regional, you know, like I have no experience and, in tournament organizing, I email a campground and I like run smash camp and that's it. Like <laughs> and your house tournaments. It's and the sandwich and shop? the house tournaments. That's we true. Circle around to the sandwich, sandwich shop? shop. 
Sandwich Shop was actually after Smash Camp, right? Okay, so that okay. uh, it was, it's just kind of a small thing. Like, there's this place called Chiba Hut on the West Coast. Uh, really delicious sandwiches, really good. Uh, chef's kiss. Um, and yeah, they were just like uh, some guy posted an Arizona Arizona melee community one day and was like, "Hey, we want to run video games or something like that." We just, want to run video. Broad games. posted this to like a whole bunch of Arizona gaming community things, I think. And so I responded, and I was like, "I we can do that. <laughs> you know, we can just come in and bring our stuff." But I only ran it for like a few months before I was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Really. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, not really. It's kind of a blip on the map, and it's after Smash At Camp, least we talked which, about it. That's all I, I needed yeah, to know. Yeah, there you go. Shout out Chiba Hut. Delicious. <laughs> hey, they did their job. They wanted to, to use it for marketing, and look at this. They're, they're marketing. This is really fucking great, guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> Cali missed. That's my that's my order. <laughs> word, word. I'll, I'll mark that down. Uh, well, yeah. it, it, it definitely makes sense that, like, um, clearly from our perspective – Nintendo screws us in every sense that they can, and it's <laughs> it's partially because we have um, such a passion for the game, but it's also because it's a necessity. We are constantly starved for the resources that we need to make good events, and we are uh, cursed with... Uh, good taste for what an event could be. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we've been to... Um, and this is another thing where, like, the, the gods of TOing, like, the juggle guys, uh, the 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 Malian on me crew, I wish I, I could really start spewing off because there's so many godlike TOs out there. Um, yeah. And they, they've created these spaces for us that we go back to our own hometowns and we're like, we're going to do something that good here. And then a couple years later, it's like, oh, this is a career that I found. Because nothing else is like this. There's no other game that mm -hmm. has that sort of pathway. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we talk about the uh, uh, things like, um, I mean, Five Days of Melee comes to mind. Um, mm -hmm. These huge huge online events, the LACS, the, um, there's, there's probably endless, endless examples of being overwhelmed. Yeah. But we talk about those things as being... Um, the kind of the blessing in disguise from Nintendo, but I think it's it goes a layer deeper than that. It's like who we have become. Personally, mm -hmm. I I had a meeting yesterday where because of this podcast, which is a melee podcast, I'm going to be creating content for my job. Like I'm I'm shifting nice. career paths within my within my company. Um, that that's a message that I I can't get out enough. It's like. It, it's yeah. right in front of us, you know? It was really cool to be in, like, the Five Days of Melee uh, Discord. Oh, my God. There so were, sick. like, 200. Like, were you in there? Yeah. Did Have you seen it? Yeah. It crazy. 200 of the most, like, talented and involved uh, people in the community. And, like, after the whole thing was over, there were some people in there, you know, who were, like, just, like, throwing their name in the hat because, like, they needed a whole lot of help to get this thing to be pulled off. They weren't necessarily, like you know, well-known content creators or anything like that. But afterwards people in there were just like, yeah, I'll absolutely give you like, uh, I'll be a reference for you, you know, if you're looking for work. Right. Uh, and it was just like really cool to see like the collaborative creative process between all of those people. And then sort of like the, 
the gratitude once it's all over that was really a huge undertaking and it was uh cool <laughs> there was like a big old uh uh big old voip at the end of it everyone like 40 people were in a voice call <laughs> and just kind of yeah 3 a.m just kind of shooting the shit i, I wish i could yeah. listen to that live <laughs> yeah it was great uh but yeah the, i mean the melee community i think absolutely uniquely positions you to to be a part of stuff like that yeah no I, for sure and i mean that is it, it's a tricky thing to talk about because um I mean, we keep coming back to this, but these people that have such an influence in our scene just don't have the same name recognition and aren't the first things. And it makes sense. It's like this is a natural thing. It's it's no fault of anyone, but like um, it, it's probably going to take someone entering the scene six to eight months, probably or actually whenever the, the next big house comes along to know who Jungle <laughs> Guy even is. Right. Like yeah. to know who these yeah. really important people are. Um, and those are the people <laughs> that probably have the most, you, I mean, look at, look at everyone who, who worked at Twitch, right? It's like all the melee heads that started off just doing commentary and, and putting local tournaments together. And now they, they get some, yeah. what some people consider a dream job. It's it, the path is there. It's in front of us. It is really crazy. Sometimes I will find someone who immediately gets like deep sauced in melee. Uh, so like yeah. after LACS, somebody followed uh, followed me, and I noticed they were only following six accounts, uh, and it was me. Uh, I think it was me, Slime, Dawson, Mango, Ludwig, and uh, Scar, and that's it. And I'm like, how are you like joining Twitter? And this is the first group of six people that you choose to follow. We'll take it, bro. We will take it. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I mean, we, but that yeah. happens every once in a while, I guess. <laughs> but you're right. I think for the most part that, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a weird, uh, you know, you get like rooted in, uh, but it takes a little bit of time to, to do that, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, a, um, you know, there, there could probably be a, a training guide of, all right, who, who do you need to know, but who do you actually need to know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, I guess specifically it's like, I know I'm probably because of my interest in commentary and, and being, being in that space, I have, you know, a, a more, I'm, I'm more interested in like the new commentators coming up, who's getting spots, who's like, and I'm super ingrained there. Um, I think with TOs, content creators in the back end um these roles that are harder to define it's trickier to kind of give the, give someone who's interested in that like oh look at these people like follow what they're doing but yeah um mm -hmm. all we could do is is take this 20 minutes or 15 however much time we talked about it <laughs> yeah just give them the shout outs they deserve because for sure holy shit uh word okay so we covered i think we covered three out of the four um, maybe we covered everything that you're super involved with. I, w I wanted to ask you, like, at this point in time, uh, what are you thinking about, like, as your personal next steps? Like, what, what ambitions do you have within the community? What is important to you? I know off the bat you talked about making the scene more inclusive. I'm, I'm happy to talk about that as well. Yeah. I know that's on a lot of people's minds. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the big thing always with me is like, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think 
I've said this so many times on so many different things that I've done in the past few like weeks, but like uh, Bobby Scar was on Healthy Gamer uh, with Dr. K on Twitch. I'm not sure if you're familiar, oh, yeah. but yep. uh, everyone should go check out Healthy Gamer. I'm a big fan. Uh, and he uh, was sort of talking about, um, you know, the sort of culture of the community. And he said that uh, Melee is so sick that it gives him the strength to say that if somebody is making a problem for someone who wants to play Melee, then they have a problem with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's sort of the uh, the the rallying cry. That's sort of the uh, evangelical nature with which I kind of like look through the lens of melee uh and i think that you know especially since i got this job i've been thinking a whole lot about like you know how to make something like this sustainable for people and how to you know make sure that uh you know that we the the line only go up line like just like the stonk market line only go up <laughs> yep. uh <laughs> and uh you know, I don't think that's necessarily going to be easy for us, but uh, I mean, we've overcome a whole lot of shit to get there. Uh, and I think the big thing in our way right now, obviously, is the, uh, you know, is the conduct uh, and thinking about how we handle that. And I have like a whole lot to think about as far as Smash Camp goes with how we handle that, because like I mentioned, it's a very small team. Uh, it's, I won't. uh pull any punches here. People get very fucking drunk at Smash Camp. Yeah. <laughs> and um Fortunately, you know, uh, for the most part, people have behaved themselves. Um, but we want to make sure that it's not putting anyone else in, uh, you know, a position to be uncomfortable or, uh, you know, worse. Um, so that's like a really big thing. Once the smash camp opportunity comes back around, obviously, which is not going to be for a while. I don't think, um, Aside from that, I think, like, I don't know. I try to, like, I don't have a super big platform, obviously, but I try to use it to, like, talk about the stuff that's important to me in the community. And uh, I think making content is part of what I want to be doing while I have this opportunity to kind of sit back and not uh, run Smash Camp. Uh, The last two Smash Camps I ran were nine months apart, and that kind of fucking killed me. And I got pretty fatigued. Uh, so in a way it's, uh, you know, I'm like trying to reset while I have this time. Uh, and I think content's been part of that. I, uh, you know, I want to talk about the stuff that's important to me. And I was actually, I've, I've been watching a lot of YouTube while I've been in quarantine. Same. <laughs> uh, spent a lot of time in front of my computer and I'm actually kind of inspired a little bit by like, uh, like cooking videos in okay. a way and what I like to talk about. There's this guy, Adam Ragusea, who uh, is just kind of this home cook and he has a journalism background and he just kind of like, I, he just like talks about everything, like from a non-authoritative perspective, I think in, in a way that's really cool. And he's like really open about his process and in like writing and making content for that field. Uh, and I think in Melee, like, most of the content that we have that's talking about stuff is, like, uh, you know, people will, like, edit commentary over gameplay in a lot of ways. Uh, and I, uh, you know, obviously, like, combo videos are a big part of that. or Like, showcasing things about the game itself is a big part of that. And, like, I don't know. I just thought there might be a niche for, like, personality-based video essay kind of content sort of stuff. And so I, I don't know, I've been making some things like that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Go watch it if you want <laughs> or not. 
Oh uh, man. <laughs> are you you're not in sales, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah, you could get, not be. I don't know, watches. It's not in my is it's, it it's important to, to me it's you know like do you know that 95 percent of you listening to this podcast aren't subscribed to the channel <laughs> better change that oh god well I'm... otherwise the enforcers will act swiftly and without mercy <laughs> what <laughs> we will murder you because we have we have you chipped uh well that was the implication but you didn't have to go out and say it oh, anyway sorry <laughs> I, I am in sales and i'm terrible at it blowing up the spot here man be, <laughs> come <be>. on <laughs> <laughs> Word. All right. I, I I mean, honestly, already I feel like I've gotten to know you way more than I have before. It's really cool to to have this opportunity and like my own platform, as small as it may be, to reach out and, and talk to people who are, um, as Patty put it in one of the next episodes we're putting out, are, who are fighting the good fight, right? Who, yeah. who are in here in the game we love and um, putting stuff out and putting the message out that is, you know – all encompassing in the holistic view of, of what you're going for. And what I like to think that I'm going for, um, is pushing it forward. Line go up. Yeah. You know, a line go up. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I mentioned I'm a big fan of healthy gamer. I think that's a big reason why I find that so compelling is that like having conversations, you know, even if they're not about like, uh, trauma or, you know, <laughs> mental health necessarily. Uh, but you know, even having conversations like that is sort of uh, like this one is sort of like the glue that, brings us all closer together and so i think it's the good fight you know yeah so keep it up thank you 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 as well um so we are that's a i mean that's a good transition into kind of the last segment i like to do um and it's kind of like a multi-part question so bear with me it's been a little while quarantine's been shitty yeah <laughs> um, you got it but let me paint a, a quick scenario um you are meeting with someone who is uh who looks up to you as their absolute hero they want to be they want to do what you're doing essentially uh, your career your your um involvement in the scene your skill level uh they play mario though so let's <laughs> let's not get into character specifics mm. yeah i know that's pretty fucked up I know, to I know, be honest I know. i'm sorry that's just the way it is um <laughs> so what would be your um your three most important lessons for this person in their first year of involvement in the scene. Uh, number one is to, uh, okay. Number one is to try to eliminate like any fear that you have about like failing or losing or doing any of that sort of shit. Uh, I think especially if you're trying to be a competitor, but also if you're trying to like, you know, just have any role in the community, it's better to just come in and, uh, see it kind of for what it is and not to place any like value judgments on yourself. If you happen to like not get a commentary gig or if you happen to not place well at a tournament, I've kind of been in places, uh, especially with competing, I think where I've gotten like really frustrated uh, when losing and sort of like when I was going to tournaments a lot. And so uh, it's a bad mindset to have uh, in all things. Um, you can read the inner game of tennis if you'd like to know more, I guess. <laughs> but um, just sort of like, I don't know, 
the melee the melee community is like the easiest place to let yourself fail like over and over again and uh it doesn't matter because it's all a fucking video game uh and it's uh clearly gonna be here forever uh so that's fantastic uh other thing like i mentioned before is like just like genuinely be there to be a part of the community uh and i don't know i don't want to say like don't clout chase or anything but like the it's going to be more fulfilling for you if you legitimately just think about like you know i i just want to bool you know i just want to be here because it's exciting and because this community is something i value and that's it uh and the rest of the stuff will kind of fall into places. You like make relationships with people, but I think like making those relationships is absolutely the first thing that you should, uh, that you should do. And in the melee community, it really is as simple as just like sitting down and asking somebody to play friendlies. Uh, it's great that we have a culture where like 99% of the time, the answer to that question is yes, you know? So like it's, it's fantastic. It's super easy. It's social lubricant. Uh, and you already have something built in to talk about in melee, which is uh, great. The third thing. Oh, God. You covered a lot with those two, but I, I think you could squeeze out a third. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of related, but just like know that you're asper- like if you have aspirations, uh, that they're like not super far away, I guess. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to switch it out actually and say like, don't be a shitter. <laughs> Be very careful about how you interact with people in the community. Uh, And I think it's uh, really easy to sort of, especially if you're somebody who's like me, like a straight white man, uh, and you're hanging out with a bunch of other, uh, other, you know, men, it's pretty easy to fall into sort of like a boys club culture. Um, And uh, you don't really think about it at the time because it's like fun and you kind of think like, well, this is just how the community is. But I think that in a lot of ways that culture can be like quietly exclusionary and um, people who are the targets of that exclusionary behavior will almost never tell you that you're doing it. Right. So like, it's very rare that somebody like gets called out for a joke that they make that is like sexist, for example, by the target of that joke. They just leave. Yeah. And so, like, even in your, like, 0-2 position, you know, when you're first getting into the community, you can have that negative effect on someone if you're not careful about how you are uh, sort of affecting this culture that we create. So I I think that, you know, being careful about that sort of thing and having conversations with your friends uh, that you maybe don't want to have when they when they do stuff like that is a really important thing for everyone in the community to sort of be aware of. Oh yeah. I mean, it, when you, when that scenario goes by, when you, you say something that you think is a joke, cause obviously you wouldn't give a shit because you're in your position as a white dude and you make someone leave and you make someone feel uncomfortable and they don't, and they don't come back to the melee community. The melee community yeah. gets worse and worse than that. The- your local scene gets way worse it, it affects your local scene the most um mm-hmm. you could look at it in in so many different ways you could look at it by the numbers you could look at it by how statistically places that are more inclusive and more diverse are 
better and produce better results and are just yep you know it doesn't matter what angle you're wrong if you think that you know you can you can do away with with people in those positions so um don't be a shitter <laughs> it's yeah. probably gonna be the title of this episode man it's it, it, <laughs> there you go <laughs> I, I usually ask and maybe maybe you have a different answer but i usually ask if you have one sentence to accompany <laughs> to to encompass <laughs> your your uh your teachings what would it be is it don't be a shitter or is there something is there something else you have in mind <laughs> Don't don't be afraid. Don't be a shitter. Don't <laughs> don't be a shitter out of fear. That's it. Yeah. For, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be a shitter. I love that. Uh, my dog is literally falling off my lap. Hold on. Oh, come here, little guy. Oh, come here, girl. She's a couple. But yeah, let's give her one more. She had a long nap. Oh, you're gonna get me some Just clout. Hit. You're gonna get me so much clout. That's a thumbnail, baby. Oh, so small she is eight weeks old my goodness yeah. wow her name is maple wow and i'm gonna start an instagram account called maple story <laughs> For... very nice oh, yeah. you don't have to be a nerd Easy to get clout. it but nerds will get it um you go. well i'm glad that we just got hijacked by an adorable infestation um worth it thank you so much for coming on if you have any parting words any plugs now's your time uh, the cheat.com is my Twitter. The underscore cheat is my Twitch. Uh, my YouTube is, uh, my name, Mikey Iosu, I O S U E. They spelled it wrong on my diploma the first time. It's a story for another day. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it really. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the salesman comes Thanks. out again. Not a, not a sale, man. <laughs> not sale, man. Except for when I put the Peppas hat on. Another story. Oh, my God. We didn't get into that. Oh. <laughs> hey, I think we covered a lot. Um, I I hope we could stay in touch. May, may this be the beginning of a long friendship. And Absolutely. stay safe, man. Happy holidays. Uh, let's play tomorrow. I'm, I'm catching a cold. I think, okay. I think it's from her. <laughs> Hit me up. Well done, man. All righty. All right. Take care.